Welcome to the Digging It podcast by Bendigo Baptist Church Young Adults. Each podcast will be digging deeper into the sermon, looking at your questions and fleshing out what wasn't covered. Congratulations on taking the time out to join us this week. Let's dig in. Yeah, thank you. Episode two, uh, generosity is the theme today, and I've got uh, Jackie and Tim back again with me. Hello. What a pleasure. And we've got Sharon as well. Great to have you today, Sharon. Who's Sharon? Sharon is Sharon Gleeson, Jackie's mum, and uh, we're pleased to have her with us. And she's a treasurer of the church as well. Thank you. And she, uh, she's passionate about uh, generosity and uh, what it means for us. Okay, we are uh, addressing this topic. Uh, last night, as we were together, we were looking at Luke chapter 12, verses 13 to 21, and Jesus gives a, a warning uh, against covetousness. I guess that's really wanting something really, really badly. In fact, so much that um, it becomes uh, everything for us. And and uh, then he says, uh, we don't want to head in that direction. Uh, self-centeredness will lead us to self-destruction. And he tells a little parable about a, a farmer who um, has a really good season, gets uh, far more than he can handle. And he starts thinking about what he will do with that, all in terms of himself. Uh, in two verses, I and my come up eight times. And, um, and God's verdict on that at the end is, you've made a horrible mistake. You've only thought about this in terms of yourself. And uh, God was looking for, for him to be generous to, towards God and towards others. And so we were uh, working through this, uh, this topic of generosity. And I guess the big overview of um, what we were discussing was that um, as God's people, we, uh, we receive his generosity to us and uh, a way of understanding that God's generosity and experiencing it is that we are expressing it. That shows that we've, we've experienced God's generosity and, um, and we express it towards God and towards, um, towards other people. Uh, instead of having tight hands holding on to things that we have, and that could be all sorts of stuff beyond money, uh, we have open hands, and um, that's where we were last night. And uh, out of that, we've got a, a bunch of questions on our uh, on our Padlet that have that have come in and that are worth us uh, having a look at. So here's the question: first one, uh, what's your opinion on giving when it's harder than ever to save up to live independently when you're a young adult, buy a house, pay off debt, wedding, etc. Tim, you're a young adult, and uh, you got some thoughts? Oh, everyone seems to think it's always the hardest time to give. Like you, I don't know, if you wait till you have enough, you'll never be able to give out of willing, good, generous heart. And I think the most powerful testimony that a generous heart can give is when we don't give from the ex- excess that we have, but rather we give from actually what's in our lives, in our hearts, and actually precious to us. And I think that reflects God's love love greater than anything really is yeah. when we're generous from our hearts and generous from a right motivation and we're giving from maybe stuff that we can't really earthly give with any justification yeah it expresses something of god yeah, doesn't it it does we uh, have been talking a little bit about the fact that the giving doesn't just involve money we often right. think of it just as money but we were saying that it, it goes beyond and that's the thing like when life gets hard are we willing to give with what we hold precious and dear. And when life gets hard, that's when uh, giving shines the brightest. That's when our generosity shows through the strongest. And that's when we reflect God probably the greatest. Yeah. It's the person who, with the, the, the little lady in the, who gave him the thing, the two coins, and all yeah. these Pharisees were giving all these big massive amounts. Yeah. The one who had less, gave less, but actually gave more. Yeah. 
What other sorts of things uh, do you think we can we can give um, as we uh, as we think about being generous, Jackie? <laughs> I think the classic one is obviously time. You've got your resources, like whether that's your couch or your house, offering your place for hospitality. I yeah. reckon hospitable people are super generous people yeah. quite often. Um, our our, our mind, whether that's our prayer for people or like there's so many ways that we can be generous just yeah. with anything, any single thing we have. It was from God. It wasn't ours to have or to, to use for ourselves, but always to give back to God. Mm, mm. We quoted last night Proverbs, um, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And uh, this sense that everything we have comes from God anyway. We're just we're just stewards of it. Mm. Sharon, you had I a bit think, of it. Go on. Uh, no, I think we have to acknowledge that. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think sometimes we struggle and not recognise that what we have, what we do have, is what God has given us, mm. and then for us to bless others with what it is, yeah. whether it be the time or um, a monetary value. Yeah, there's no doubt it's a little, uh, it's difficult for us in our in our culture because we we speak in terms of this is mine, that that's yours, mm. and uh, we have our own little space and things, and 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 so uh, a mindset that we're just stewards of what we have is different, isn't it? Mm. Mm. You made a, a a comment earlier, Sharon, asking a question um, uh, around, well, if we're not giving, it's worth thinking about why that might be. Ah, uh, yes. Um, if you're not giving, particularly of, of anything like Jack, Jackie was just saying, even being hospitable or with your time or money, why, why wouldn't you do it? Is it because yeah. you're scared or is it because you don't believe God will look after you in the circumstance mm. or are you searching for other things um, and not in, not giving to God's work mm. yeah. um, and have your eyes open to that. Yeah. Certainly being able to trust God um, is something right at the heart of this, isn't it, Tim? Uh, yeah. We we show dependence by being generous. Yeah, and an extension of that is God does is faithful to those who honour him and who glorify him. Like, And I think it's important to recognise that when we're generous out of the right heart, we're doing it not in a way to manipulate God and to get ahead of the rest of the world because then it's out of our own flesh, earthly desires and we're trying to use God for our gain. Rather, we're doing it because we love God. We, we, love what he, we acknowledge what he did on the cross has changed us inside and has changed our perspective on other people and we're able to give because we know it's what God would do in the same situation. Yeah, It's what Christ did in the same situation. Yeah, uh, that's good. That brings me to the point we were talking about before. Um, mm. God can do everything he wants with us or without us. Mm. Um, yeah. So he's just waiting for us to be willing to do it and he will bless us for doing it. But if we're not willing, he's just going to go bless the next person who puts their hand up to do it. Mm. Yeah. So we're really missing out and, and um, not recognising that God God wants to bless us with what we want to do yeah. with God's work. That opportunity part of it and mm. join in. And this this passage is no isolated passage. Uh, Jackie did some research earlier about uh, how much is there in the New Testament around this topic. What did yeah. you find? There is, there is so much in the Bible about money and possessions and that's because God knew that we were going to have problems with this, that he knew it could have such a hold in our hearts. There was So there's 38 parables in the Bible and 16 of them are about money or possessions. Out of one in every 10 verses in the Gospels is about money. Mm. And for example, there's 500 different verses on prayer so 500, but 2,000 on money and possessions in the full Bible. So God's saying something to us. Yeah, and obviously mm. God knows human nature. Uh, he knows where we'll struggle. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> let's, um, let's go on to the next one. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a longer 
uh, comment, so bear with me. Godly generosity appears largely to be at odds with capitalism. However, many Western Christians seem to be economically conservative. Why do you think that is? Um, we'll, we'll stick with that for a moment. Uh, I think we, um, we, we have... That it's very true that generosity does uh, seem to be at odds with capitalism. The difficulty is we, we live in a, in a culture and in a country that, that this is the way it is. So we, we are affected, no doubt, by the, the culture that we live in, the place we live in. And um, I, I don't think uh, we can separate ourselves out of that. Um, and there's no doubt that feeds into um, the idea that some Western Christians or many Western Christians seem to be economically conservative. Um, and then it goes on, and Jesus directs his followers to care for the poor and needy in the community. Socialism would appear to be a way to institute resource distribution to achieve widespread care of the disadvantaged. But I've heard Christians disparage socialism and in any case attempts to implement it on a large scale have historically failed. Uh, do you think there is a way to achieve godly generosity in a political system to ensure that the whole community is cared for adequately? Well, I, <laughs> I don't think there is a way to achieve godly generosity in a political system mm. unless all those in the political system have their hearts um, with God. Have godly uh, generosity. That's right, <laughs> unless that's at the heart for them. ScoMo's got a bit of work to do. <laughs> He's got a lot to do. Um, but then I, I do think uh, we were talking a little bit about socialism. Um, I think... It may have had uh, people have difficulties with socialism because it's been associated with with communism uh, at times, and so people get get nervous about that. So at the heart of at the heart of socialism is communism, which is seen to be uh, against God, and so that might be why uh, Christians would disparage socialism. There's no doubt, though, the gospel urges God's people to to share and to mm -hmm. give. That's what we've just been uh, talking about, and no doubt that in the um, in the New Testament church. They, they were all sorts of, um, uh, what would you say, care uh, in the community, the soup kitchens, the, the orphanages and, um, and the places for the, for the poor and needy to be looked after. Tim? I think the comment was made right at the start, godly generosity. Yeah. God has to be in the generosity. Yeah. Like if you want a political solution, it'll be a political generosity. Yeah. Like mm. it just doesn't flow You'd well. You have to force people to do it. And yeah. if their hearts aren't in it, then it's not going to succeed in the long run. It'll actually take away from God himself. Like God, yeah, our hearts won't be in it because we, yeah, we won't reflect God. But yeah, I think it's important to acknowledge that we can't expect the politicians to reflect a godly thing if the majority of the nation aren't Christians and aren't following God themselves because... The politicians in power are just a reflection of the n nation's heart. Yeah. And I think it's easy to blame them, but harder to do things within our community to show that generosity. And if we yeah. can produce that generosity within our community and with our small circles, that'll overflow into the political things because it's what we desire. At the moment, Australia just doesn't desire to be generous. <laughs> yeah. And so really where, where we can bring mm. uh, a different mindset is in our, is in our communities. Yeah. Maybe it's in our family, maybe it's in our church community, a young adults community. Um, that's where we can bring something different. And we'll stand out because of it. Yeah, that's good. Um, next question. Is there a difference between coveting and a deep desire for something? When does it become coveting? Is coveting only of material things? 
Great question. Great Jackie? question. Oh, I hadn't thought about what I was going to respond to this. Um, <laughs> yes, I think there is a, de- a, a difference between these two things. I think, um, what did we say before? Coveting, if, if co- coveting is wanting something that's not yours. Well, what yep. was your definition last night, Dave? Setting your eyes on what we don't have. Yep. And so to covet something is to, is to you start desiring something that you don't have. And, and then it will sometimes lead to something else. So it might lead to stealing. It might lead yeah, to uh, adultery, uh, all sorts of other yeah, things. Yeah, or spending money on something that you don't need and could give to someone else as well, which is one I think about often for my own life. But there is a difference because I think a deep desire for something, God might give that to you. Yeah. Um, and that and that's, can be a good thing because we can still long, long for things that we don't have in a way that is healthy. But I think that where it be, can become unhealthy is when – that deep desire is, or that coveting is making you unsatisfied with where you're at now. Yeah. And we need to be always content with where God has us at this moment, even if there is going to be a different, where, he, where he, in the future he might have us in a different place. Um, you had something else to say about that, um, Sharon, where if, if you can take that to God... Yeah. Are you okay with it? Uh, I was thinking about the word co- covet. It always has a negative connotation to yeah. me. Um, so trying to distinguish between a, um, a, a covet and a desire, a deep desire, what, what would be the difference? And I suggested perhaps that if you're brave enough to put whatever it is before God, um, you will then be open to whatever answer he gives you. So covet, you're, you're giving that covet to God to say, well, is, is it of you, God? And being willing to listen and hear what it is. Yeah, so if God yeah. was to say, no, you shouldn't have that, then that should be fine with my heart and I can move on. Whereas if I'm coveting something, then I'm probably going to continue to pursue that yeah, yeah. in an unhealthy way. I think that's good. Uh, that There's that transfer from a deep desire to, to coveting something. We're not happy with what we've got. We're completely dissatisfied with mm. it. And um, that won't be there with a the deep desire. We can still be thankful for what we've got. Mm. Um, yeah, it's good. Did you want to say something to you? Oh, no. Nah, we have a verse that's been on my heart for a while. It's Galatians 5. And it's kind of like comparing the spirits, uh, the, the work of the Holy Spirit versus the work of the fleshly spirit. Yeah. And I was just thinking then, like, to covet something, how are you going to get what you want? Like, because mm. if, you, if you, you have a fleshly um, desire, like a, yeah, especially earthly desire, the way you're going to get that is by being greedy. It's um, sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension and division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties and, and so on. And like, if that's the expression of what you desire mm. and that's how you're going to get what you desire, if that's how you're going to find happiness and fulfillment in this life, then it's obviously from the flesh. God, that do- those desires are not from God. Yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah, reason the Holy Spirit produces the other kind of fruit. Um, for if you're being uh, loveful, joy, peace, patient, kind, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, if those are in your life, and that you have the desire for this thing, and you're willing to be self, uh, you're willing to be patient, you're willing to be kind, you're willing yeah. to be joyful and loving to get what you desire, mm. then it's from God. I do believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. Mm. Is it possible to be irresponsibly generous giving too much time that we don't have any left uh, for uni giving so much money that we end up not being able to eat some nights Um, any thoughts out there on that team i think it's about recognizing your gifts and using your gifts for god each person isn't gifted with absolutely everything to give everything and bless everybody 
they've yeah. got certain gifts. So people have a hospitality, gift of hospitality. Mm. Others have a gift of giving. Others have a gift of uh, something else. Teaching. Teaching, <laughs> yes. Um, so it's trying to – it's asking God and recognising what that gift is and then how you can use that gift to um, glorify God. Yeah, and be generous with it. Yes, and be generous with that. Mm. I don't think he's asking us to give of everything all the time to everything. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, I agree. We um, Is it possible then to be irresponsibly generous? Um, I think we concluded as we chatted, probably not. Um, it's a question of can we can we trust God with, mm. with what we're generous with? And um, I guess as I look around, I don't see too many people who have absolutely nothing left and... Um, everything as a complete mess and they're destitute because they've been irresponsibly generous mm. and i guess that's the other thing is like if you are that generous people will notice that and they will want to take care of you because people notice a good thing when they see it especially christians because we read about it all the time we know what we're looking for we're looking for generous hearts and we will help people who are generous mm. because we're as an extension of generosity like yeah yeah mm. and we need to be thinking about this is one of your points when we we're chatting mm. before the podcast, Tim, of if we're, we can be irresponsibly generous, but it might not be irresponsibly godly generosity. Like if, mm. if God's not asking you to give something, you don't necessarily have to give it. You, you don't want to be giving just because you want to look good in front of people. You don't want to be giving because you want to earn favour with God. But you want to be giving because God is asking you to, to be giving to be yeah. generous. And so um, I guess I, I, I could just suddenly go and give everything I have to to you, Dave, but if God's not asking me to do that, then why am I doing it? What What is my motive behind that? And that might be irresponsible. Yeah. But if God's asking me to do something and I'm connected with him, then there's probably no way that God's going to leave me destitute because he's, he's not an idiot. He knows exactly <laughs> what he's doing. He's got a plan and he will provide, whether that is with money or whether it's with joy or whether it's with peace. Like yeah. we, we forget that God does provide in ways that aren't money. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that he will he can give us joy and happiness even if we are living on a dollar a week. Or yeah. he can give us joy and happiness if we're living on fifty thousand dollars a week. Like it's not yeah. Yeah. Pat, we talked a little bit earlier and perhaps this is irrationally generous about the idea of giving to earn God's favour. Yeah. Um, Sharon, you had mm. some, some comments on that that were worth hearing. Oh uh, I did mention that before though. Oh, yeah, yes. and we did. We spoke about what's the reason that you're giving yeah. um, of anything. Is it to get favour with God? Um, because if it is, it's not going to work. Yeah. No. no. Um, it probably takes me on to um, another question that often comes up. You know, is, is there a number? Is there a percentage that we should be generous with? Mm. Um, the New Testament talks about the the tithe or ten percent. Um, Old Testament. Sorry, the Old Testament talks about the thank you, Jackie. <laughs> talks about the tithe of ten percent, but in the New Testament, is is there a specific percentage we should be giving? What's your thoughts? Um, no, I think that God cares much more about our heart than the. And obviously, I think in the Old Testament, God had like, some systems in place that would support His people and help them to live well. Um, but now that we've had Jesus and life looks a little bit more different now, God's not concerned with making sure you give your exact 10%. You don't have to give any more than that. Once you've given your 10%, you have ticked the generosity box and you are good to go. <laughs> it's about it's about our heart. It's about where we want to yeah. give. And as we said, giving can be so much more about money. And, and and so we want to be able to ask God, where do you want me to give? And if that is 10%, sweet. If that's 100%, sweet. If that's 1% of your money and 90% of your time, cool. Like ask asking God what that looks like because he cares more about our heart. And if 
if generosity and is a difficult subject for you to to think about and to question in your own life, then it's probably a topic that is got a hold of your heart and that greed is does have a place in your heart where God should be. So we want to make sure that we aren't ruled by greed. We want to make sure that we're ruled by generosity. And if we're living in our life that way and continuing to go back to God and asking him, what's where has greed got a hold of my life? Is there anything you need me to hand over to you? Whether that is um, actually doing something about it or just being willing to do something about it if God were to ask you to do something, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, that's good. That's a very good point. Um, every time you're generous, you have to deal with the desire with what you might have got for yourself. Yeah. Versus giving it away, um, and that'll that'll be there, and it'll help us understand what's happening with our hearts, won't it? Mm, yeah, and it is, and it is okay to sometimes feel a twinge of, oh, that was hard to give, but I think it gets easier, and I think God is there with us. He's not judging us for that feeling, but He's proud of us for taking a step in a direction towards Him. Yeah, that's a good point you make there. Uh, so. Sometimes we might imagine that all giving is uh, a glorious smile on our face and uh, <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful experience and uh, tremendous. There's a reality that, that we're humans, isn't there? Mm. And sometimes can, giving can be that, that tremendous thing, but sometimes yeah. it will be a little bit hard. But Sacrificial. Sacrificial, yeah. that's a perfect word for it. Mm. And it's not to say that God's going to leave us and we're going to be feeling this way, like horrible and lonely and like we've got nothing left. But yeah. it, it is just an active step. I think money is such a picture of our hearts because if, if we're not willing to give our money, there's chances are that we're not willing to give other things for God. And so money is just such a really practical way of giving our hearts to God because it is such a thing in our lives that has practical needs. And I guess if we're so – money can give us sometimes what we think we can get for ourselves with money what we think God can give us, what, what God can give us. Like if we want yeah. happiness, we'll go yeah. – buy happiness for ourselves yeah. and so if we are letting money rule our lives there's a chance that we're not letting god f- f- meet our needs yeah uh, it, it, we're substituting uh yeah. money for god yeah and god doesn't mean for that to happen it's probably one of the big reasons he mentions it so much in the bible yeah because that's probably his main thing is when we start putting things before god yeah. and often money is a big one yeah that's did you want to say something there tim i don't know i've got nothing else to really add but <laughs> there was something i um Mentioned, which I wanted to tell the audience as yeah. the oldest and wisest here. <laughs> That'd be brilliant, Sharon. Oh. <laughs> I brought up um, earlier, boy. what is it that you wanted to be remembered for in your life? Um, yeah. What you have accumulated and got for yourself or what you have given to and for others um, with God's leading? Yeah. And um, I don't think you want to be buried with all your possessions and everything else. You want something um, a bit more substantial on your gravestone. Mm. Yeah, I've had the experience of going to a few funerals, mm. and it's never mentioned what they. What Their they net have. income was a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. It's, what is held up is what they are willing to give away. Generally, mm. Yeah, mm. it's a good point. Um, one last, uh, one last question. Um, it's a bit of a long one. Sometimes I wonder what godly generosity looks like outside of our means, where we have to solely rely on God's generosity and provision to be generous, and we've we've covered that. Um, a bit. Recently I was in Melbourne and saw lots of homeless people, more than usual. I thought to myself in those instances, what would Jesus do? And what can I do as a complete stranger to those people who are in need? We have so much and I know the more I receive, sometimes my heart tries to hold on to these things more rather than release them more to bless those around me. And that's a good question. There's Mm. some good reality there. Uh, It it is difficult at times. Um, 
for us to, as we think about that, as we're confronted with situations. Um, what's people's thoughts on that question? It's just a really good question. (laughs) (laughs) I love the last statement of just that we have so much and the more I receive, sometimes my heart tries to hold on to these things more rather than release them and bless those around me. Um, Yeah, there's a reality in the more we have, uh, well, the more responsible we feel about it, the the harder it is to let go of it sometimes. We we get a taste of of what more feels like. We're like, this is pretty nice. This is comfortable. (laughs) I'm pretty happy. Not having to give this away, but as you say, there re- is a responsibility. And like that guy in the parable that you spoke about, Dave, on Sunday, of when the guy was blessed with lots of stuff, his responsibility wasn't to make sure that he held on to it really well and that he was rich for the rest of his life. His responsibility was to be a good steward with it, but also to um, give it to those around him. Maybe not every penny, but to be generous with it and to not be, this is mine. And like yeah. we have in our culture at the moment, if what we have is mine and what you have is yours, but yeah. have a more of a... I've been blessed with this and I want to share it around. Yeah. And and the homeless people that uh, that we come across, and that, and that is a, just one of many situations mm. we'll, we'll see, what, what do we do? I think I think we need to reckon with um, being generous with, with what we have there um, at, at that time. It, it may be that you've got time and uh, you will be a blessing to them and you'll exercise generosity generosity just by sitting down with them and chatting to them and, mm. and showing them that you care, that somebody cares. It may be that they're, they're hungry and you can you can get them some food. Um, it may be that they need to uh, uh, be helped to find some accommodation and you can you, you may have some contacts. There, there's your generosity in sharing those contacts with them um, or the, the things you know. Um, so I think there's there's a whole variety of ways and um, we, uh, we need to ask God for some understanding in those situations and and just have a go at doing something where we are. I think it can be quite hard to put a financial value on it because the homeless people, they're actually individuals and they all have actual individual needs and it's not always financial Mm. because financial can just be a band-aid fix. Mm. It's just you you can pour into it and it won't actually solve the issue Mm. because at the end of the day, like we as Christians know the world needs Christ and we need that hope that it provides. How do we express that and financially isn't always the best way because it can just be a band-aid fix like you said time and and actual food and actually being able to help these people on their level is probably the most effective way that's the most generous thing we can do so to to think to be so guilty and burdened by the fact that money is going to solve the world's issues then how's that any different to the world's mentality we're better (laughs) off actually yeah you yeah that using that money in a way that will effectively change lives not just a band-aid money fixes all problems yeah. solution. Yeah. And I think it's a Christian's job to show that money's not the be all and end all. Yeah. Yeah. And God gives us the opportunity to um to hold it with open hands and to be generous. Uh a quote I used last night was from Winston Churchill and I'll finish with this. We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. And um uh, I think it's great that uh, that we have the opportunity to be generous and let's um, let's keep encouraging each other to do it and talk about it and think about it and and have a go at it. Mm. Thanks, everybody, for listening in for episode two. Hope you find it helpful. We look forward to episode three with you.